Hi, this is Marisha Trombetska, and this is the podcast interview I did with Claire Dowie. Claire has, well, she's a multi-award winning playwright, writer, comic, performer, director. Her plays, Adult Child, Dead Child, and Why Is John Lennon Wearing a Skirt? She's both revisiting, and they're very seriously brilliant plays, still working 30 years on from when she first wrote them. Her work's been translated into very many different languages. And she really has a lifetime of knowledge about putting your work on and, well, just doing it, quite frankly. So with classics like this... I think if you're true to yourself, then it will all be all right. But if, you, if you're trying to be like somebody else or you're trying to do like somebody else, it's not, not even, my work. Or trying work. to please other people. Yeah. Doing something because you think that's where the audience is going yeah. to be. Claire and I are doing a double header as part of the Best of the Fest solo theatre in July 2015 ahead of both of us doing separate Camden Fringe shows, my The Singing Psychic show, and hers, she's doing The Unboxed. Colin Watkins was promising not to get involved in the um, interview because he's directed both um, our, our work and certainly has worked with Claire for the last 30 years directing her work, but inevitably he got involved. Hi, this is Marisha Trembetska for my Love Your Creativity podcast, and today I'm chatting to Claire Dowie. Now, Claire, apart from being a, I, well, many things, Practitioners of theatre, directors, many things. Um, I also, yes. <laughs> How um, do you describe miserable. yourself? Well, apart from miserable. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I've never described myself, so I don't know. I Googled, I I Googled you on Wikipedia. Yeah, that's all right. And I was quite impressed by... Well, that was all right then. Yeah. Yeah, that was all right. So no, it's all wrong, actually. I think it's all wrong, is it? I don't know. It's, but it, I think that I always find this when I'm creating stuff is... Am I? I know I'm not a director, but am I? Am I an actor? Am I a performer? Am I? Yeah. Am I an entertainer? Because obviously you do lots of comedy stuff as well. Mm. You're a playwright. I don't mm. know. I mean, do you have a? Do you I, care? Myself, I just call myself a writer and performer. I'd never call myself an actor because I did it by design, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And yeah, and I think acting is a different thing, which I don't do. Really? So I call, yeah. So I call myself a performer. Do you not think that when you, when you do your work, you're bringing a character to life then? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm bringing a character to life, but I don't think I'm acting. No. Okay. Because, oh, it's just... It's a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. really good when on a radio thing, isn't it? We're <laughs> 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 no. going, going to do the interview in the medium of dance. <laughs> <laughs> Where have we been again? <laughs> Yes, the laughter in the background is Colin Watkins, um, director extraordinaire, both my singing psychic show and, of course... Everything, he, everything I do, he, he directs. Everything, absolutely everything. Yeah, Even when I'm making dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do that with a bit more truth? <laughs> Chop the onions like you mean it. <laughs> so you're doing, which I haven't seen, your um, Why is John Lennon wearing the skirt? All right. How... Because that one, it. my God, it's so old. I know it is really. No, it's almost just haven't been trying. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I was looking. I saw it won Fringe Awards back in ninety one. Back in the day, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. Um, and I was talking to Colin earlier about how how is it relevant now? Because of course it's well, it kind of still is. Weirdly, which I thought was a bit dis- a bit depressing, really, because it's all about feminism and it's all about how women are not seen because they're not shown. Sort of thing, do you know what I mean? It's all it's all about how men perceive women and blah 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 like that. That's how it was in when I wrote it in the eighties, height of feminism, and it was all about growing up in the sixties and 
I mean, it's kind of slightly better now. Of course it is, because you've got Buffy the Vampire Slayer and things like that. <laughs> and, uh, shush. <laughs> and uh, what, what's, the, what's the name of that thing, that fabulous thing with that woman in it? Anyway, that. Uh, uh, Hunger Games. No, nah, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones. No, I hate Orphan that. Orphan Black. Orphan Black. Have you seen Orphan Black? That no. is fab. You've got to watch that. Brilliant. That is brilliant. Or Absol- Orphan Black. Oh, okay. Absolutely brilliant. Anyway, you got stuff like that now, which you didn't have then. But apart from that, it's still. Well, people have said people have said younger generation, which uh, to them, to them, yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> younger people have said that there's, it's still relevant and there's still you know a place well, for it. I mean, we've had uh, these last couple of days a Tim Hunt Nobel Prize winner oh, say yeah, yeah, yeah. female se- scientists are distractingly yeah. sexy. And then the thing that's really annoying them, they do it every single time, these blokes, they go, oh, it was only a joke. But they don't seem to learn that every time they say, oh, it was only a joke. You know what I mean? It's like it doesn't change. It never changes. Oh, it was only a joke. And it piles up. This only a joke piles up and piles up and piles up until you find that women don't move without being criticised. Yeah, and how do you think that's worked with you within the theatre? Because I know I'm an ex-banker. I, I worked in the city, so, you know, straight out of university, I was in the middle of a trading floor. Mm. Um, and it was, I mean, it, it taught me a lot. I loved it. Mm. I loved proving my brains. Mm-hmm. Then I, I'm quite like that. I'm very competitive that way. But, but I mean, other areas in theatre, I can imagine, because I came to theatre later, I can imagine it was it's just as touch. Because most, sorry, Colin, but most directors are, are, are male. Very few judges are female, even in Cannes mm. and stuff like this. There yeah. were two female yeah. directors in all of Cannes, in all of the, the competition mm. stuff. It's still very limited. Yeah. Well, it's like I said one time about Michael Billington, and he's never forgiven me. Not that he's ever seen me, but that's, that's <laughs> neither here nor there. Because I said... I said that, that male reviewers predominantly will go into a play, and if it's a male pl- a male written play, they will expect it to. They'll go watching it with the expectation that it will be good, and if it's a female playwright, they'll go with the expectation that it's not going to be good. And I said that, and Michael Billington, <laughs> he's never seen me, so what does he know? I, and yet, you, I mean, has he ever seen a play? You've again, written? again, I've ruined my career. <laughs> I do it every time. I do it every time. Poor Michael. <laughs> <laughs> but it is it's that you. thing it's that thing that men it's like being a comedian men you expect men are going as soon as they walk on the stage you expect the men are going to be funny if a female walks on the stage you think oh god now you know oh god here we go you know it's that sort of I, expectation before you even open your mouth yeah you know? i i do right. I, my this uh this modeling job i have she says about putting myself right in the corner of the that of doing what women are expected to do <laughs> and i've always refused and here i am um, <laughs> But the first time I ever, um, the first, I met someone on the set, and he's lovely, and I don't think he was what thinking, but it was just before I did the Singing Psychic for the full, full show for the first time in February. I, I think it was about a week and a half before, and I said, I'm doing my show, which is theatre, but mm. a lot of comedy, and I'd done years of stand-up. He went, mm-hmm. oh, women just aren't funny. And I went, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, he went, well, you know, because they just don't really, and I, I have to be honest, given I've met this guy for about 60 seconds, and he's lovely, and we're now mm. friends, but I did start, I rarely ranted at someone I've only known for 60 seconds. I'm like, no, it's about your perspective. Absolutely. I don't find jokes with, with men about football, despite mm-hmm. the fact I've slept with a few of them. I don't find it that funny. You know, mm. it, yeah. it's just... Jermaine Greer said it, though. Jermaine Greer actually stood, or maybe sat, because she doesn't stand very often anymore. <laughs> She <laughs> sat on the television and said, women aren't funny. And she's supposed to be a feminist icon. Mm. Yeah. And yet, 
repeatedly, Victoria Ward is is is, is voted the best female, the best comedian in Britain. Uh, I still remember from a from a child with that uh, that her Let's Do It version, smacking my yes, bottom of the Woman's yeah, Weekly. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. because it's perfect female. Yeah, but it works. Because that's the thing. It's like the theme. What what women laugh at isn't necessarily what blokes laugh at. If blokes don't see what's funny about female comedy, they say, "Well, she ain't funny." I did a gig once. Do you remember talking to talking to Colin? <laughs> huge gig was getting huge laughs, huge laughs, and then this bloke shouted out from the back, "Tell us a joke." And it's like everybody went to a to a person. They went, "What?" <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. But it, because he didn't find it funny, yeah. and yeah, he yeah. he just did not he, he did not see that other people were laughing. But that's that's men for you. Men are only interested in what they what they tunnel vision. Yes. Whereas women are more. Yes. I'm gesturing with my hands. <laughs> but it's quite interesting. It does. It's quite interesting in comedy clubs, and that men will not notice. That it's just them laughing, mm. and all the women in the room sitting up and down, they're all looking bored about it. Mm. And and when it's a female comedian, then the men will walk to the bar. Mm. Oh, I used to get that. And the women will find it will be conflicting. Get to see where to go, and they'll start laughing, and the men don't notice the women laughing. Mm. They don't mm. notice that it's the only comedy that they can. It's incredible. It's, it's sort of like tunnel vision. But yeah, it's the hunting thing. I mean, I to be honest, I am learning more and more, you know, in terms of making stuff to be more focused. I've had to learn to the rest of the world has to stop for me. So I think sometimes mm. in that, it kind of that tunnel vision, I think, is very good in some ways. It just isn't very good in a world where, as you say, it's so limited. Um, so I mean, how you've been making, I guess, you've been writing and making stuff forever. I mean, yeah, like, forever. I was born writing, I was born. <laughs> Came out of the womb with a pen in my hand <laughs> and a microphone in the other. <laughs> I did my poor microphone. mother. Oh. <laughs> so painful. <laughs> um, so I'm interested about what keeps, because I know you're writing some, obviously you keep on writing. Yeah. Do you, do you ever feel like, okay, I, I've done some stuff that's now, I gather that, um, uh, sorry, the dog's now getting away. <laughs> so we've got, we've got a fat. <laughs> Dylan's getting involved. Dylan's needing a hug during our do this. I'm making a physical dog. I may, I may cut the the dog out, or may not leave him in the in the podcast. Don't cut him out, otherwise he'll die. Oh, <laughs> you can't say that. Come on, Dylan. Don't. Okay. Anyway, so on. moving on. Um, because Colin was saying that before you arrived that your um adult child dead child is part of the English literature A yeah, level um, yeah, curriculum. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. How do you well, feel about that? Oh, that's why John Lennon wearing skirts. Oh, that's why it's John Lennon. I don't yeah, know. That's why it's John Lennon wearing yeah. skirts on the way. Okay. I'm not sure Dead Child is the drama one, is it? It's it? it? used for drama for A level and, and GCSE. And GCSE, yeah. It's used a lot. Yeah. Um, does that make you, is that, does that give you great pride? You yeah, absolutely, because I was crap at school, so. Oh, that's Well, it's telling the teacher. Sticking it to the man. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, that, isn't it? We all have it. Every time I get negative comments about Particularly about my singing psychic stuff, because of course she's very left of field, and all my show is very serious, dramatic roles. I got some lovely compliments last week when we were the BFI about this other thing, and yet part of me was doing this, you know, singing psychic. And mm -hmm. People just people love her, or they just do not get her. Mm, yeah, and I've had yeah. to accept that at the point where they think I might be embarrassing myself, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I should take it off the internet. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, okay, right. Um, but, but I don't even hear it. I mean, do, how do you deal with kind of press and criticism about your work? I just don't have any. 
yeah, there was one that to this day, oh, to yeah. this day, still rankles, and it was like about thirty years ago at Edinburgh, mm. and, and this was the for, for John then. Why John then wearing a skirt? And it was yeah, it must have been about thirty years ago, and it, it still rankles because her whole I did this whole two, it was two hours in those days. And the only thing that she said, and it was a it was a woman woman reviewer, and she said, I can't help noticing that she waxes her legs. I just wanted to go around to the office and to stab this woman because she just completely just like bah. That's how that's how rubbish I think your thing is. I can't help noticing. You know, I was so cross because she hadn't even tried to. You know, she just dismissed it completely because yeah, she hadn't really even tried no to understand it. On the show wow. Well, it was nothing. That was it. That was it. Right. It was a, I mean, one of those Sunday yeah, Times yeah. reviews where they yeah. review several shows at once, yeah. and that was the only comment there. there was yeah. yeah, and I was really cross oh. about that. And yeah. this that was, was a, this was a show that was winning awards and was getting it's sold getting out sold audiences out at every the night, Travers, getting wow. rave reviews for the whole month. But yeah. a woman would say that because she felt so threatened. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the guys, whereas the Male review was absolutely adored it. They loved it because it gave because it, it wasn't it wasn't attacking men. It's not anti men. It's not anti men at all. It's just about uh, having a voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. trying to be yourself. Yeah. Trying yeah. to be yourself. Yeah. Um, be a yourself. lot of, a lot of blokes absolutely loved it because they could they could yeah. understand it and it wasn't attacking them. But she just yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Where's she now? Whatever her name was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably he. <laughs> you do wonder, don't you, about that? I mean, I remember I had a, had a review from, well, maybe a decade ago about my notes was wobbly as my high heels, and I, it's you remember. Yeah, absolutely. You remember the um, the real negative, and yet when yeah. people come up to you and are like wax lyrically, yeah, you yeah. don't. I mean, I've learned. Um, I asked uh, Sir Derek Jacobi about press. Funnily enough, I was at a Q and A with him a couple of years ago at the Actor Centre, um, distracted, and I asked him about press. A lovely story, but basically, he's he, you know he was told by um, Lawrence Olivier not to read his press. Basically, so he does, and I think well, if Lawrence Olivier said that, then I'm going to this Sir Derek Jacobi, and he's passing on to me. Now, the problem is when you're producing your own work, mm. then the, 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 you kind of need to promote it really a bit. But yeah, it's difficult. Mm. And of course, adult child, dead child, mm -hmm. is now has gone from a solo piece mm -hmm. to a piece that's been is now you're you're doing it with other performers. Yeah, and I'm too old. Yeah, it's, 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 it's too old. <laughs> I can't get through a whole show on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I dodder on, do my little ten minute, and then let them let the young people do the rest. Um, well, that's not quite true, because no, you and I share on the stage in like two or three weeks, so I, I, I hope, please don't ask me to do adult child, dear child, because maybe I could do a bit. <laughs> um, but how is that work? I mean, is it about, because I don't know, I think some work you mean to write for other people, don't Ooh, you? And something, yeah. I guess, I mean, I'm not a playwright, I just write mm. my own work. Yeah. So, I don't know how, if, is some stuff more personal to you that you need to do, or is it always about having the... The words, the play, and the meaning get translated however they need to. Well, I'm, I'm, I, see, I'm not one of those people that's not really fussy. I do my own work because otherwise, you know, nobody will employ me. So I do my own stuff, and I'm quite happy for other people to then go and do, or even before. Well, no, they've never done it before me, but you know, for other people to do it and interpret it in how they want. And that's what I like about being an adult child, dead child, is that there's like six of us. Is there six? There's six of us. And we're all different. We all bring different things to it. And they, they bring things that I couldn't bring to it. Mm. You know, the way they do it, it wouldn't be the way I do So I, I really like that. And also, it's really nice to have something to chat to in the dressing room, you know. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But it's really nice that the different, you know, the, the different sort of styles that... Because they're all different. 
they, they, yeah, Colin really. said race, race, gender, colour, yeah, colour, height, uh, age, sex, seventy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, we all bring we all bring that through to us, really. Yeah. Now, of course, That's I always. first really met you was because when I was doing Glam Connors courses last year, my solo theatre piece, and mm -hmm. you have your I've yet to have the joy of it. Your <laughs> Bob, your Dylan Tarot. My Dylan Tarot. Yeah. Tell me about where where did that even come from? I don't know where it came from. It just we were just were we just talking. I can't remember, but I just it just occurred to me that a lot of because Bob Dylan's songs are so sort of I am waving my arms away. <laughs> expansive, yeah, iconic. sort of symbolic and yeah, iconic, iconic and different. You know, they're not specific. So it seemed to me that, and so I I started trying to match that a lot of his songs to the major arcana because he didn't need to get very twenty one cards. And I was like, oh, it was really easy. I thought, oh, yeah, you know, and you've got 21 hits kind of thing. Mm -hmm. that, that, what's the word? What's that word? Match up with. Correlate to. Correlate to tarot. Right. You know, that, Do you know a lot about tarot? Not that much. Okay. But Dylan has never stopped me. <laughs> Colin knows more about tarot mm -hmm. than I do. But, I mean, I studied it. I, had, I really yeah, researched course, it and that. And then I thought, well, how about the minor? And so I did the minor as well. And it kind of worked out really well. And yes. it really does fit. It's yeah. amazing. The only difference between that and tarot, I think, proper tarot, is that proper tarot tends to be a little bit, I'm going to offend so many people. Proper tarot is really great and it's really you know, nice and all that. And the, and, the, and the Dylan tarot tends to come out quite acerbic and quite kind of cynical and negative. <laughs> Well, I want to add to that, but I should explain to our listeners actually that you, you, you people come in and they you do a five ten minute reading where they pick yeah. a card and then you read. Yeah, from that. yeah, yeah. And it turns out, I mean, it's pretty accurate. I mean, people have never really said, "Well, this is this makes no sense." This is a, you know, they actually go, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, that makes absolutely sense." Oh yeah, you yeah, carry on, read more, you know, like that sort of thing. So it's been really weird. Well, it's interesting what you're saying about the uh, the acerbic, acerbic, acerbic thing about that because I've just published my first. Um, I've just published my first singing psychic horoscope at a Gemini last week. All right. So I did a little video yeah. and it was supposed to be really charming and I, I did them all in one lot. Yeah. It's for my fans, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also waving my arms. Bigger than yours. <laughs> my fans. Ooh, now we're getting bitchy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a singing psychic talking, aren't they? <laughs> you have more fans than me. Singing psychic thinks she's got a lot more fans. The world loves her. Um... Which I think is super cute about her. But actually, the Gemini horoscope is um, logged below. It's really, and I I came out, so hang on, I've got three friends of mine, close friends of Gemini, and I, I got it up in time for their birthdays. I went, they're not going to fight. I was really worried because it's quite, yeah, it's quite dark and it's quite yeah. difficult. And it was just interesting yeah. I went there. I haven't done that, I don't think, with all, but in every case, I've done a, this is the song you will sing if you're yeah. dating a Cancer or a Gemini. Yeah. And it's all, and I thought, why have I gone there? Because the character goes there. Yeah. So how yeah. much do you think the character, character or character's rights, do you? Oh, my character, when I'm writing a play or something like that, it's always the character who writes it. I don't write that, I've got directed it, I just think it wouldn't be The character just, I mean, I, because I work on the character before for so long, so that it gets to a point where the character just writes it. So it's nothing to do with me, really. Mm. I just do the typing. So you've already, and if there's more than one, or, so you're literally, when you say you're working a lot with the character beforehand, you're yeah. kind of, what, taking the shopping, what are you doing, what should, should you do being with them, her? Being them, just becoming them and being them and seeing how they would react in certain situations. And, uh, yeah. 
I know you, I noticed you were doing a class at one day workshop at the Actors Centre actually. Yeah, yeah, that's soon. Is that when's that? September. September. Yeah, I'll, I'll link to that yeah. as well. But yeah. I thought it was quite interesting because yeah, mm. it's obviously your way in, given you are indeed an award winning. Award winning in many ways, <laughs> <laughs> including a dance on a podcast. Um, but yeah, it's always interesting how people get in. And do you still feel like? Because you said earlier, maybe I'm just too old to fight. Do you still feel the stuff you really need to express? Or, you, oh, I mean, what, 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 what makes you go, this is the character and this is the voice I'm going to say now? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like weird because in, in the good old days when I was young and fab, it would come automatically. It would just, just come. I'd, just be, I'd be walking the dog or something and then just suddenly this idea would come and it would, you'd have to get home and write it down. And it would all be sort of really urgent and really passionate and really you know, mean something now. Yeah, a bit of gardening, flutter around and... Maybe something will come, and I'm not that bothered <laughs> whether it does or not. You know, it's like you know, I sort of, I sort of, I'm not as passionate as I was. But then, when you start, you get passionate about the thing. But I don't feel the, I don't feel the urge like I used to. Okay, but I do. What is interesting though, you've, you've produced a lot and you've worked a lot because a lot of people come up with a lot of ideas and they don't react to fruition. And yeah. you've, you've produced, made it, done the fringe, and then yeah. in many cases, it's kept going on decades yeah. after you wrote it. I mean, yeah. is that something you, yeah. you do instinctively? Have you learned that? Has someone taught you that? Taught me what? How to kind of go to the very end of every project. No, that's just what we do. That's just what we enjoy doing. We, 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 we write the thing, we perform the thing, we tour the thing. And then if other people do it, then that's a bonus. That's great and I love that. But that's, that wasn't, it wasn't, um, I didn't decide to do that. It wasn't something that I, I, I just, you know, it just happened. Hmm. Yeah, people, the, the, people all do it. The characters stories has always been all of the work all of the work is doing the characters yeah. and the stories and sharing and the performances with, yeah and sharing those with an audience yeah the performances yeah and then Anything what happens else after is... that we've never thought about and it's no. just happened it's only recently that we've actually had to start thinking about marketing yeah. and mm. what it's all intriguing yeah. so because it's the audience is so fragmented so fragmented in what it used to be and people used to be six minutes time out and they would go and see stuff mm. and now where do people find out what's on mm. they've got to go on the internet it's so fragmented yeah, they've, got to, they've got to be on the right twitter feed at the yeah. right time they've yeah. got to be the right friend in facebook when they've got the event it's very very hard to connect with that audience you know it's still out there they come yeah. but connecting yeah. with them is really boring and yeah. so hard yeah. Most yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Finding the finding your finding, finding, finding your, your audience, audience yeah. that is there. Yeah, Find yeah. them. Just yeah. letting them know that it's on. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like the number of times where you could tell people that something was on and they go, oh, I really wanted to see that. What? Yeah, that and how can we do more to let them know that it's on? It's really, really, really difficult. Even people that are sort of signed up to it, just sort of like whatever. It's on <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry, but I, no, you know, no, at the no, moment no. I just yeah, really yeah, miss, yeah. you know, time out and sitting in it. It's good when there was two. Yeah, and even now, yeah. even now, the evening stand has a little bit of coverage of Metro, mm. but so Metro and the evening stand, they don't cover the street really. Like no. no, they don't. I mean, you know, evening stand is equal coverage of the street, and it's just like everybody's turned their back because there's not enough um, advertising money. Mm. Well, there's not enough money. Well, 
then you can at least cross market everyone and that's why i mean i'm doing the camera fringe and i know you are as well mm -hmm. with your the unboxing with martin mm -hmm. yeah which i'm definitely going to come and see um so so but again at least if you're part of it then you go okay camden as we all know if we go to edinburgh it's a whole different level of because mm. nowadays there's three thousand plus shows a day yeah. i mean it's just yeah it's, crazy. it's very hard it's crazy. to get your voice heard over mm -hmm. that really so if i was going to ask for our listeners love your creativity listeners about if you had advice for them, if they wanted to kind of make stuff or get stuff out there, what, how, any, any advice you've been given or what do you do? We just do it, don't we? I just do it. I just, I don't really, as I keep saying, I don't really, and I say I don't care. It's like I don't care whether there's an audience and I don't care whether there's any money. And, I, and it seems to turn up, you know, the money turns up, the audience turns up. And I just, I just do what I want to do. And I've always done what I want to do. I've never done anything I don't want to do. I've been quite lucky, really. Mm. And um and because well why not why shouldn't I you, know, you know what I mean and it ha it just happens be if and I think if you're true to yourself then it will all be all right but if you if you're trying to be like somebody else or you're trying to do like somebody else it's just well, it might work it might or work. trying to please other people yeah you're doing something because you think that's where the audience is going to yeah. be or that's going to please them as opposed to actually doing something yeah. that's true and that you believe in and you dream about if you get that out there and share that with just people it's going to be so much more satisfying in, in your and then it doesn't matter because you're, you're, you're quite happy mm. yeah doing what you want to do makes you happy so yeah it's interesting you isn't it because you you have that dichotomy as an artist about creating versus living eating all the mm. other things yeah. that yeah. you know and we all go through periods of oh god but as you say, it seems to me like when you've had like okay i'm not sure where the money's come for or the audience but you're making it it, it kind of Falls out. The universe almost goes. Okay, you made it now. Yeah. So let's try and take this forward. Yeah, I've always said God will provide, but I don't believe in God. But I always say <laughs> God does. will provide. <laughs> I mean, it's something you know. It will. It will be okay. It will always be okay. What it always has for me. Touch wood. Yeah, touch wood. Touch wood. <laughs> and Doc Dylan was there. The Dylan, the dog, was thinking. Right. Well, thank you, Claire. That was cool. super useful. Thank and thank you. you, Colin. And um, I'm sorry that I did interrupt. And we knew you would. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Colin uh, Watkins has uh, directed uh, Claire for, well, 30 years. 30 years and has directed me on the Singing Psychic, the live show. So mm -hmm. um, it's been a joy working with you. And I did a podcast interview with you, I'll link yeah. as well, about um, making solo theatre. But yes, so Claire and I are doing a double act. <laughs> or two sets. Double headers. Double, double headers is a word I'm looking for. On July 3rd and July 8th at the White Bear as part mm -hmm. of Best of the Solo Fest. Uh, and also the press night. Can anyone come to press night? Oh, I think so, but it, they're probably have to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, uh, your book tickets. If you want to come to the press night, then you can eight eight of the shows that are in the festival. Um, Not five, ten minutes. Yeah, highlights. So there's um, that as well. Then um, yeah, it's book, book now because it will get
So actually, I don't have wax, but anyway. So right on that note, <laughs> thank you, both. <laughs> See you on stage. <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Thank you.